Top Chat with John Pridmore. So I'm joined now by uh, John Prigmore. Uh, John's uh, just recently come back from Australia. John, how was that trip? That was like your first sort of tour of Australia, wasn't it? Speaking to uh, young people about your life story. Yeah, I spoke, uh, I had the privilege of speaking at World Youth Day to about, um, I think in all, about 440-odd thousand people, which was my biggest audiences. And it was incredible. It was such a blessing. Like, I remember just before I went up to give my first talk to about 180,000 people at a place called Bangaroo I sort of was praying and I just said to Jesus is this what you created me for and I felt him say to me I created you to be loved and I just found myself becoming very emotional before I even gave the talk because to me it was just like Jesus saying to me that I'm the person who is so important to him and uh, that it's just in that love our personal love for Christ that we serve him and that we glorify him. And me speaking to however many people is just insignificant compared to that beautiful connection between me and him. And when I did speak to the young people, it was just, I just felt that I didn't get in the way. I felt that maybe the Holy Spirit really told them that they were loved, that they were precious, that God had a plan for their life, that there was um, an incredible gift to this world which was in them, and they were unique, and I think that that's really the message I try and give wherever I can. I had the privilege of, after that, speaking at the vigil to another 250,000 young people, and again, it was a similar type message, and I just felt humbled by being given that privilege of sharing the love of Christ, which he had shared so intimately with me personally, to those uh, people who had travelled from all over the world to be there. And from there we uh, had the opportunity to speak in several schools. And it was beautiful to see the different culture in um, a country which is really the other side of the world. And yet to see the same young people with the same problems, the same wounds, the same hurts. Some of the young people shared their pain with me in private. And I really felt that it doesn't matter where you are, it doesn't matter what the culture is, the wounds can still be the same. And Jesus is always the healer. He's always the person who brings that grace and that healing to our pain. You know, they say in this day and age, you know, where are miracles? Is God doing miracles? You know, that, that, that's a big question. A lot of people kind of question God's presence and existence. Uh, in your own life, what is your experience of? Is God still doing miracles in this day and age? Yeah, God creates miracles in my life every day of my life. Like, I'll give you an example I went away from um, Sydney thinking I'm just going to go and get a quiet weekend away and we went to a place which was two and a half hours drive away from Sydney and when we got there we ended up in um, this church where I was just going to confession and the priest recognised me from World Youth Day and he asked me to speak at every one of his masses and so I ended up speaking to another couple of thousand people at this church And then on the last Mass, an 11-year-old little boy came over to me with a sister, um, a nun, and said, I ask you a favour to speak in my school tomorrow. And the next day I was speaking to 350 children. Well, to me, I thought I was going to get a break. But God had all that planned in his infinite wisdom that he knew the people who he wanted me to speak to. At those Masses, some men were coming up to me crying. 
one man shared with me about his life and his pain. And I just found that that's God's miracles. And that's just a little sign of his miracles. Another miracle for us was I was walking along the road and I saw this girl and I ended up telling her who I was. And she, you could tell by her face, didn't really believe it. And Neil happened to have a book with him of me. So I took this book out and I signed it and I gave it to her. So that was it and she left. Um, at World Youth Day I was doing a talk at this uh, conference and there was a group of about maybe 60 young people and I went over and I asked how did they get there and they said because of her and it was this girl who I gave a book to. She had brought 59 of her friends to hear me because she had read the book and found it incredible. So she had brought all her friends to hear me. To me, that was another witness. Why was it another sign of God's miracles? Why was it that of all the people I could have spoke to and gave a book to, the one I did speak to was the one who brought 59 other kids to hear me speak? And I think that's the way God works. Another miracle for me in Sydney was I walked into a normal mass and the priest got up and gave his homily. And he said, today I had a man who came up to me and he said, could you hear my confession, Father? And I said, yes. And he said, it's been 50 years since my last confession. I was walking along the road and I saw all the young people praising and singing about God. And I knew they was right. And I knew I want my God back. And that, to me, was a real witness of God's miracles in World Youth Day. And Mother Teresa, obviously, she was famous for saying that the worst prison in this world is a closed heart. How do people open the heart more to God? through difficulties you know why sometimes people find it difficult to open the heart to God but how is the best way to access uh, more of God's love into a person's life I think for me the first thing is to understand that God's in the suffering with us in our pain I think a lot of people close their heart to God if they've suffered a lot maybe they've missed you know lost a loved one maybe someone's died maybe they were abused as a child maybe there was some other tragedy and they really believe where was this loving God in my pain in my hurt and this is one of the questions I had but then I realized that he was me he was being crucified because I was being crucified he was mourning because I was mourning he was being scourged or rejected or crowned with thorns because I was being rejected scourged or crowned with thorns no matter whatever we've suffered Christ has always suffered it with us so I think that's the first thing to understand that you've got a friend who suffered with you the second thing is that I think that sometimes sin can build up a wall between us and the unconditional love of God and we need to lock down that wall we need to go to confession and we need to be completely honest and get rid of our sins and really have them redeemed and in that way we can let that light, that love, that grace come pouring back into our hearts and we can be free again. That's brilliant. John Pigmore, thank you very much. Totus to us for the most tip-top, top chat.